places in five. Welcome to another installment of Places in Five with Fishman and Liz. Hi. Hi. What's going on? What's going on, Fishman? Uh, I oh, it's this is the check-in time of our of our podcast. I'm checking sure. in with you, and I'm feeling good. Of course, always feeling good. Groovy. Great to see you. Yeah. People don't actually know that we do this, and we actually see each other right. and talk to each other, which is really excellent that you can visually see the other person when you're talking to them, even though we're across the country from each other. Right. Right. Well, some people actually, right, when you do these podcasts, you do them in the same room, and we are doing it um, coast to coast. Coast to coast. We're the exactly. most. We are We are the most, and you are the most, our listeners, and we're really excited to be with you. And we were just talking earlier about what coincidences and how we think that they're an amazing force, right? Yeah, Am or is there, is there really such a thing as coincidence, mm. or is it more about uh, there's that things are, there's an alignment that that is constantly going on and it's about tapping into that um, and well, uh, and creating those things that we call coincidences, but we actually, we've just become aware of a circumstance that allows the thing to happen. Who knows? Well, well here we go. Let's chat about that. Do you want to hear about how we ran into your ex? Oh you yeah, what happened? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how that just happens in New York, you know, just... Well, but this is this was even more odd than just running into people because just briefly, we had come out of the subway down there in Houston because we were going to Crate and Barrel. Now, last time I went to Crate and Barrel, I ran into Liz and Tracy. Did I ever tell you that story? No, but that's yeah. amazing that that's your, that's your destination that's, place to run into people. So I how, see that would be really weird for you. Very weird. Yeah. So what happened was months ago, I was had gotten a haircut on a Friday, very random in the middle of the day. I took it off. I happened to go, I'm going to go buy that crate and barrel. I went into the crate and barrel, went upstairs, was in one little section of it. And I turn around and I see Liz and Tracy standing right there looking at something. And so cool. I, I was like, what? It was one of those, just no way. Because if we were even in the store at different places, we could have missed each other totally, right? Yeah. Time, timing, timing. I had seen Liz and Tracy there. Weird. So Joe and I come out of the subway. We're by, we happen to be, no, actually we came further down by canal by some mistake. We're walking up Lafayette, I think. And we look, we happen to walk by the puck building and I'm like, and there we go by the puck building where Jonathan and Karen got married. So we walk, we walk on Houston. We go into Crate and Barrel. We do all of our shopping that we have to do. As I'm coming out near the side entrance, I see a, a chair that's by the front. I'm like, oh, this is a cool chair. And I'm sitting on the chair. I'm like, Joe, do you like this? And I'm swiveling in it for a second. So then we walk down the little stairs, out the door. We're standing there. We go, what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. We're standing there talking about what we're going to eat. And I look up and Karen's right there, like walk, I, like 10 feet away within my sight, sight line, kind of walking towards, I guess, the door. And I went, Karen? And she looked, she's like, oh my God. So she came running over to us. But had I not sat, we, so Joe and I, after the fact, just had I not sat in that swivel sure. chair, had we not delayed for a moment yeah, outside not, yeah, talking about yeah. what kind of food should we go stay? Effect. Should we stay here? Should we get on the subway right now? That Those two delays timed it. So Karen, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was I know just what you're weird. saying. So but we you both say the went, same thing about the very moment that you left your apartment and what time you left your apartment, all of it. Like it all, look, it you know was what all I mean? Part of, 
Well, but we had we been in there maybe two minutes less, you know, or walked, said, you know, okay, let's have pizza and walked around the corner. We would have never seen her. It was just the ending part of it. The the yeah. intersection is always the weird yes. part. So we chatted with her. We're like, oh, my God, how funny and what's going on? And I don't remember. We just chit-chatted and said, okay, well, we're going to go eat something. And she was going to go shopping or whatever. So it was just – and then Joe and I walked away and went – Holy shit, like that is just too, because we just were talking about, it. and we even said, oh, we just were talking about you. And yeah, she goes, is, what? Isn't at the that very amazing? Beginning, I said, because we walked, by the, we walked by the puck building and we said, that was where you guys got married. I love that. I am, I believe there is coincidence to the extent that there is coincidence, if that makes any sense. But I think, and conjure is a great word that you just used. I think it's less about conjuring and more awareness. I really think it's so cool that we, when you expand your awareness and when you really kind of open yourself up to seeing things that are right in front of you, you suddenly, they, they come into your path. You right. know, like when somebody says a word or something or mentions a movie to you, things that you haven't thought, of, and then suddenly the movie comes up in a conversation uh -huh. or the word suddenly you see on a billboard or it's crazy. Things that you normally wouldn't have had intersection with suddenly yes. pop up. Right. So I, I think that's more about awareness. Yeah. And if you're really open to paying attention to what's going on around you, as opposed to just looking down at the ground and straight ahead, like we right. New Yorkers do or that with the phone that thank you. Perfect example that it's, it's amazing. And so running into yeah. people in the, in the city streets, when you've just mentioned them, is a perfect example of something like yeah, that. Yeah, the word vibration is another word that mm -hmm. people use to talk about that idea of like being in touch with the vibrations or something, or mm -hmm. I don't know why that, I don't know how, if I'm applying the word right, but it's just another, yeah, being in tune with the universe. It's kind of cool. Right, and it whole, is. You know, and the secret thing and the whole law of attraction, and it's just like, uh, like awareness. Well, there's something to it, clearly, because nobody would it. be talking about it. You know, well, right. I mean, it's that whole, it's the life force, right? It's yes. like whatever that thing is, once the chemical reaction is made that creates life, right? Sperms and eggs come together and then cells, you know, divide and all that stuff. So whatever that chemistry is that ignites life, that electricity is some kind of life force that we're all a part of, every yes. being, right? So right. there's something to it, and it's right. ta tapping into that. I don't, I don't know what what that is. It's well, just, different people call it different things. Some people call it the soul, ultimately, right? depending on. Uh, some people call it just the universe, life force, God, uh, spirit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Everybody has their own yeah. word yeah. for it, but I think we're all tapping into to use that phrase again to the same idea yeah. that there is something bigger than us. Right. The, I think that's the, the word vibration. It's tapping into the vibration because mm -hmm. when you, when you think about it as just electricity, then it doesn't really have, you're not giving it value in terms of whether it's good or it's bad. It just is, Yes. you know, it just, and, and that's the neutrality of that comes there's a peacefulness about that and then you know then there's all this other nonsense that we turn into animosity and you can't wrap your brain around it you try i don't know how to define it right words don't do it justice yes yeah, absolutely that's why most people talk about it as more of a feeling than something you can draw 
for yes. example, or something you could touch. It's yeah. it's it's an understanding, a knowing, right, in your head and in your heart that you have as a human being that I think kind of translates. But how amazing all would it be if the whole planet, like everybody had that understanding that because we don't know and we just accept it and we're all looking to be in touch with that vibrational thing that would create mm -hmm. harmony. Like well, how amazing would that be? Well, I, I were that I open, think, open. I, I think it kind of exists. I mean, we tend to look again, how we always talk about the negativity bias. We tend to look at all the bad that's going on in the world and all the depressing things and horrible atrocities we hear about every day, right, on the news. But the reality is there probably is more good then there is bad. Right. And right. it's what you put your focus on. That's yes. why kind of I don't really watch the news uh -huh. much because it depresses me. It just does. I know it when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, God. So what I need to do is shut that off so I can stay within my positive you know, place, so to speak, and, yeah. and try to keep that vibration going and, and myself moving forward and that then keeps anybody maybe I get in touch with moving forward. You know, we're, we're we connect with each other and uh, our energy spreads. Yeah. Because when somebody negative walks into a room, right, you feel it immediately, yes. right? right? And when somebody positive walks into a room and you have a conversation with them, you're 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 energized by them, right? Mm -hmm. You meet somebody cool at a party, you're like, wow, you're just so cool. I want to know more about you. Um, I like your energy. So I think I think there probably is more good going on in the world than bad. And if we focus, actually, they always say what you put your attention to is what manifests. Kind of. Right. So if you put your attention towards good in small ways, then that ultimately will override most of the bad because the bad's always going to be there. It's just going to be there. It's part of yeah. part of the process. Right. The yin, yin yang. And yeah. so you have to there. have chaos in order to have the goodness. Well, you can't get rid of it totally. So, so trying to is futile. Right, right. It's, it's, it, why? Well, the overcoming of obstacles is what propels us forward all the time. That's so, different. That's um, different. Right? Yeah. Is that different? Yeah, yeah. Meaning, we, but because we're challenged, that's right. a, that's a that's something that inspires us in many ways. Uh -huh. But when you just get so down and everything is futile, what's the point? Then forget it. You're never going to have any right. movement forward. You're just going to be stuck, stuck, stuck. Yes, but so I guess that's different than the way I'm thinking about it. Because you can't have good without evil. Like, could you? Is if everybody was just good? And there was no animosity or bad. You can't have one without the other. Like the, maybe it's from a Star Trek episode. I don't know, but <laughs> yes, it things. is. When Captain Kirk gets separated, mm. his bad, the transporter malfunctions, and he gets he gets becomes two versions of himself. But the ones completely the the oh. the conniving, evil, uh, paranoid, every negative trait you can think of is now one person, and the other guy's complete goodness. But the guy who's complete goodness is so weak because and he can't make a decision because he's he ends up becoming fearful because he doesn't have confidence because he lacks the 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 demon 
that, oh. that, that clarifies everything. I so, think I saw that episode because um, I was a big Trekkie fan when I yeah. was young. Uh, my brother was big into it. So I, in turn, watched it because that's what he was watching and uh-huh. became a big fan of uh, it. And um, I think I recall that. But, right, isn't that a fascinating I'm going to have to go back and watch that, but right. uh, that, it's that, that fast, idea that right. you can't you have need, one, that they need, they complement each other. Right. Exactly. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Meaning it's like almost the angel on, and the devil on your shoulders, right? right. That we right. always but depicted in movies. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. The angel on one shoulder, the devil talking, both of them were talking in your ears and how you then process that and, and put yourself out in the world is a decision you make a combination of genetics um, as well as your training and your upbringing and, and decisions that you make that you want to make, you know, so it, it is your personality, I think, ultimately. And that's what's so interesting. If you have both of those sides in duality mm-hmm. then who gets to make, or what is it that makes the ultimate decision that brings you more over to one side than mm-hmm. the other? That's a lot of neuroscience going on there is what that is ultimately, because I've, I've have read a lot of things about that and how the brain works and makes decisions. And it is a lot of, a lot of science behind all that, that I don't really have the evidence to talk about at this point, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of science to that, how, how the brain works, yeah. what, what our, again, our default mode is more of a negative fight flight yes. uh, kind of a uh, way to be because we, that's, that's how we survived as a species for so long. So we often default to that when we don't really need that in our day-to-day life because that kind of um, uh, fear is not as present, but we still act out of yes. fear. Right. Well, what's really fascinating about that is so we're having this conversation and we're being aware and we're grounded right now, mm-hmm. but, but behaving like that every day, you know, when all of a sudden you're, you know, you're working with other people and you have deadlines and responsibilities, it, it's really tough to remember this bigger truth and not get all yes. caught up in the moment and let the immediacy of the moment totally throw all of that w- awareness and peace out the window and you become so conflicted or tight and tense and it's just fascinating how it can just drop on a dime. I mean, I guess if you're truly evolved, you're constantly living in that state of peace and and serenity. But the majority no. of us don't. No, don't I don't think so. That way. I think even that I've read that the Dalai Lama has moments of you know stress. having a moment. Yeah, yeah. Of having stress. Even these uh, a lot of famous Buddhist monks are having stress. I've read recently. You mean they, the, so, so they get upset when the dressing doesn't come on the side kind of thing? Right. They might. They might. Uh-huh. Um, no, they, I, their stress is whatever it is in their view. So we're all human, ultimately, right? The people we think that should be above board and acting in a certain way, we've, we put our expectations on them, on how they should be behaving and how we expect them to be. But everybody has stress. Everybody has worries. Everybody has fear. It's how long you allow yourself to live in that makes the difference between somebody who might be a practicing monk who can kind of step back for, for a second and go, okay, good. I'm past that. And, and how long you let yourself sit there, right? Um, you know, from a sociopath to a high priest or something, but meeting everybody is a bit of everything. I think. And I think the fact that we're human and expect that we won't have 
bad moments or meltdowns or moments where you're frustrated or annoyed at somebody is just ludicrous. You, you, you will, you're, you're a human being, you have emotions. Otherwise we should just fry our brains, that center of our brain, um, and be done with it yeah. and just be robots. Cause actually I used to have a running joke many years ago when I was going through a lot of, uh, over the years of relationship troubles. Um, whenever you're in heartbreak, I used to have a joke, I don't know who with, but, um, about a, a curling iron. If I could take a curling iron and fry that emotional center of my brain, because feeling pain, emotional pain is the worst, right? Physical pain is bad, but emotional pain is is very hard to deal with. So I've always thought, wow, it wouldn't be great if we can literally push a button or fry something for a second, shut it down for a while, and then, you know, let ourselves heal. Wouldn't that yeah. be cool? That I mean, I guess we kind of do that with drugs in a way, right? Right, absolutely. Right. That's it's, what that it's, is. It's the perspective altering drugs yeah. so that you yeah. can get out of that rut that you're in or that wherever the channel is that you're currently you can't get out of. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's that's a fast it's just it's so fascinating just being a human being. I guess that's why as actors to bring it back to that, you know, we're we're just fascinated by the human condition mm-hmm. and what makes people tick ultimately? What really draws people and drives people? Um, actually, I just heard this great um, on, a, on a podcast um, by Dan Harris, who I talk about a lot to you. Um, a great thing they said something about, oh, it was Daniel Pink. Daniel Pink was his guest. And he was talking about the ebb and flow. Um, he wrote a book called When. And I guess it's the science about when to do certain things, when to work out, when to have meetings, when to go to the gym, because when is as important of, as uh, as anything when you do something, for example. Um, and he said we have peaks, uh, valleys, I'm going to say, and peaks throughout our day. It goes down to the science and right. how our brains work and how we work as human beings tied in with the, uh, I guess, the emotional pieces of us right but you know in the last year there's kind of been a i won't say a backlash on that because this the thought process for so long has always been like you know like the early morning riser you know all these big time people they get up at four in the morning to start their day and you know the exercise and they get they get whirling but now there's been studies to say well the people who work who like to do the stuff at night and stay up late Mm-hmm. They're just as effective too. They can be. It's not just, you know, people don't have to feel bad if they're not the early riser and that their time of day, their biorhythm uh, makes it easier for them to be mm-hmm. creative and their output's greater because they're in a different cycle. Like, so th- right. it's interesting that there's different right. studies that look at this kind of thing. Right. Well, I think not there's more. What he's, saying, yeah. what he's saying rhythmically would make sense no matter what time of day. I mean, it just may be a different time of day or maybe he, get skewed based on your sleep patterns. He I don't points know that out. Go. He points that out. He does say something about how people who work later in the day or maybe shift workers and other folks who don't have that typical, I'm going to say nine to five, five. Um, they're, 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 they have their own rhythm and they kind of abide by that same rhythm the just same in a different time, approach. up, down, up, peak, trough, trough peak. Yes. Mm, so I think it's kind of cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so really good chatting with you, Fishman. I will see you next time. Um, I will and see you. 
that's, that's awesome. And uh, thanks to all our listeners for joining us here at Places in Five. And where can we find you, Fishman? Uh, so, well, right now I've been doing various uh, open mics. I'm, and I'm working on a gig that I have coming up in a couple of weeks at Flappers. I'm back at Flappers on the 6th of March. Um, and uh, you can, can look for you? me at jonathanfishman.net and see what my latest uh, doings are. Okay. And for me, you can reach Liz Escarol at budobalboa.com. Um, also lizescarol.com points you to the same place. Oh, and also I really enjoy, um, doing Instagram at Buddha Balboa spelled B-U-D-D-H-A-B-A-L-B-O-A.com. So Love we that. will see you guys next time. And what scene? <laughs> <laughs>